for a lot of us, something else is Lord of our thought life. If we choose to intentionally have the Holy Spirit change the way we think, if I surrender to Jesus, if I surrender to God's will and plan for my life, the result is life and peace. Welcome to the In Rest Podcast with Noah Weeb. I'm Noah. I have been a follower of Jesus for over 10 years. I'm a pastor. Specifically, I work with youth and young adults to help them know God and thrive. In this podcast, you will learn how to live the Christian life well, how to walk with Jesus, how to know him better, and how to live the way God intended you to live. Thank you for joining me today for the In Rest Podcast. Let's get to it. I'm so thankful that you're joining me for the In Rest podcast with Noah James Weeb. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for coming into part two of our In Rest series, which is basically just an introductory series to the heart of this podcast and the whole point of it. (laughs) If you don't understand the point of the podcast by the end of these two episodes, I don't know what to tell you, man. I do know what to tell you, and this is it. The in-rest life is about living a life of love, about living the Christian life the way God intended. So part two of the in-rest series is going to explore Romans chapter eight and a few other biblical concepts to help us wrap our head around not just the concept of in-rest living, but also the practical working out of in-rest living and gospel transformation living. That sounds like a lot of words. Let me explain. One other verse that I want to share with you is in Romans chapter 8. What I want to get into is just the verse, and then another time we can get into get into more. There's so, oh, this is so rich. I wish I could get deeper <laughs> into this. This is sort of a promised answer, but not quite. It's just sort of a statement of fact, okay? If we decide to, to make our life and our mind completely set upon God and upon his desires and into giving up our own life and surrendering our own life to Jesus, our own idea of what life should be, we will receive it. We'll receive life. If we come to Jesus, we'll receive rest. If we come to Jesus, we'll receive purpose. Fulfilling that purpose to the fullest extent to which we are able as a human being is fulfilling. There's there's complete joy that comes from living the life that you are made to live. And you know that as, as much as I know, the, the pain of being in a state of of lostness like i don't belong i don't have a sense of belonging i, I don't have control over how people view me and you and i both must identify with one another in that not belonging that feeling of not belonging i don't know a person on earth who has never felt that they didn't belong at one time or another. And those maybe maybe I'm overgeneralizing. I'm sure there's a few people that I have met that don't that don't that haven't ever, you know, felt that way or don't identify with me in that. But most that I've ever met can identify with that sense of of, of a lack of belonging. In Romans chapter 8, we have this other promise, you know, in Romans chapter 8 verse 6. It says this, the mind governed by the flesh is death. Actually, you know what? Let's just go back further a little bit and why don't we go to verse five and just let's just take a little chunk just just a little chunk and then we'll move on and get practical all right so here we are where are we at verses five to eleven mm. Mm. you're gonna love it okay those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh 
desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Oh, such an awesome. There's so much depth to that one small passage. <laughs> and I wish I could get into all of it, but I won't. Setting our mind on the Spirit, on what the Holy Spirit desires, on what God wants for us, results in us experiencing life. Life as God intended it. Life in Luke chapter 9 is actually the Greek word psyche. It's where we get the other word that Jesus used, which is, you know, if, what is it? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his very self? That also is the same word, psyche, right? So your soul, your life, yourself, right? So that's one Greek word. The Greek word used for life in Romans chapter 8 is the Greek word zoe. It refers to this sort of supernatural liveliness, this vibrancy, this... You know, like like when someone says, oh, I just feel so alive, you know, like there's there's a real experience of life. It's like when you are, have been walking in the heat or have been working a lot, cleaning the house or whatever, and you just have been working up a sweat and you finally get that cold glass of water and you just feel the refreshment just fill you. You know, that's it's that, it's that sort of that thing. It's not totally that, but it is that in a spiritual sense. It is a real refreshing and it is a real thriving, you know, like you've seen crops you know in august if you've seen I and mean, we're talking you know like crops like corn or other crops <laughs> you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying like you know farmers fields whatever if you've seen plants that are fully alive like you know the difference between plants that are wilted and gross and disgusting and dying you know and and zoe is that sense of being oh just alive just full of life and maybe you've met somebody who's just been so immensely encouraging to you and they they were just they oh they're just a breath of fresh air and to be in their presence just just filled your life and with joy for a hot minute it was just great hot minute maybe not the best phrase to use in that context <clears throat> anyway moving on but but then you've also have the adverse of being in a room with someone who is so negative and discouraging someone who just rips who sucks the life out of you you know it's that that sort of thing you know like zoe is life and to have it is only possible by living the way God intends, by living the life that God made you for. So to do that in our, in our mental life and in our processing and our rationality, 
we must give the Holy Spirit access. Again, we must surrender. And so to come to Jesus is to come into relationship with God through Jesus. And that relationship with God results in the bestowing of a purpose upon us by God, as well as ushering us and introducing us to relationship with God, meaning an actual relating, like we hang out together, you know, we have we have a right to be in his presence, we, we are able to approach him, talk to him, we're allowed to have relationship, we have the fulfillment of purpose, we have rest, we have promised rest, a sense of ease and that comes from reconciliation, a sense of wholeness and peace uh, that comes from walking with God. And in the decisions of our will, in our heart life, just in our decision-making, in our volitional life, if you will, we have a real freedom. You know, we have, we have life given back to us if we surrender to God. And finally, if we give our if we give control of our life over to God in the area of our mental life, not by brainwashing, it's not about brainwashing. It's not like, you know, drink the Kool-Aid kind of kind of governance over our mind. It's more of a who is the sheer determiner of your thought life, you know. For a lot of us, something else is lord of our thought life. Something else is master of our thought life and our thought patterns. The Bible tells us to dwell on things and to be and to choose what to dwell on intentionally and if we choose to intentionally have the holy spirit change the way we think to 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 affect the, to affect us you know in the same way that by spending time with a friend and allowing that person into our life affects us affects the way we think or even a good leader i mean maybe you if you are blessed uh, to have been to have worked under a very good leader or a good manager they a leader even just in the even in the sense of an employer sometimes has the ability to affect the way that you think about things it affects like like you know and i'm not again i'm not talking about brainwashing i'm talking about like somebody coming in and telling you what to think but rather okay like have you been challenged to think in this way or you know maybe you don't have to be discouraged about your work performance in this area because i actually think that you're doing a really good job and here's a way that you could do better you know like that that's 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 part of your thinking that's part of your mental life as an as an employee and so even a good leader can affect your thinking or be or help you in that way or or you know and but the thing is we give that influence to someone or to something and so to take the take what the bible tells us and say okay if i surrender to jesus if i surrender to god's will and plan for my life if i choose to live in accordance with his purpose if i let him be in control of my thought life meaning am i letting him you know, be the governor, being in charge, being on the throne of my mind, of my of my decisions, of my work, of my worries. If I'm if I'm letting God into and inviting Him into the position of influence in my life, of chief influence, primary primary influence of my life. What's the result of that? What does that mean? And so that's what it is. You know, like John Maxwell says, leadership is influence. And so if I'm allowing someone to influence me, then I'm allowing them to lead me. In a sense, I'm giving them authority over my life. If I'm listening to someone, if I'm letting them affect me, if I'm letting them change my thoughts, I'm giving them control over me in that area on purpose. Not control of a dom, of a, like not a dominating control, but a an effective, affective, aff sense of control in which someone ha I'm giving someone power over me 
in a good way and for my good. And the Bible says throughout that the more that we give control of our life over to God, we are bettered. You know, it's for our good. We are meant to live this way. We are like we are meant to live on the life of God. So if we give our life, our psyche, our idea of what life should be, our complete and total inner and outer life to God, if I surrender to Jesus, if I trust in him and bank my life on him, if I repent, if I change because of something that he said, if I listen to him, if I put him in my heart as the the chief influencer of my decision making, if I allow the Holy Spirit to be the guide and governor of my thought life, if I allow the Father's love for me to change me from the inside out, if I, if I concern myself with his interests and his will, as Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other concerns and worries and burdens, etc., will be added unto you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. For each day has enough worry of its own. Matthew chapter 6, 33-34 If we concern ourselves with the Father's will and desires, if we surrender our, our living to Jesus, if we surrender to God, if we choose to give God the power over our life, if we choose to let him be the chief influencer and leader of our life, the result of that is life and peace. Keep in mind, I haven't really touched on circumstances much. I mean, a little bit, you know, but like, let me, okay, let me just riff a little bit. You could be the most joyful, purposeful, fearless, brave, courageous person, the most courageous mother, dad, the most courageous employer, manager, leader, friend, teacher, uh, professor, whatever you are, you know, doctor, nurse. You could be the most joyful person no matter who you are. No matter what your circumstantial life might look like, you could be stuck in a cave for 30 days. You could be enslaved, kidnapped, and taken somewhere that no one knows where you are. You could be a city under siege. You could be in fear of a Taliban rule in Afghanistan. And yet, you, no matter what your circumstances might be, in your inner life, if you are surrendered to God, you have freedom and strength and confidence. You have have real joy and rest available to you, no matter what is happening to you. The sheer volume of testimonies of hope and of joy and of the glory of God that have come from people who have come from some of the most difficult circumstances imaginable ought to point us to the conclusion that, that a life lived in rest has nothing to do with whether or not our life is going the way we think it should. So, to dial back a little bit, <laughs> to tone it down. No matter who you are, where you've come from, what your background might be, your ethnicity, your, your gender, your race, your heritage, your occupation, the current suffering, trials, tribulations, and temptations you may be undergoing in this very moment with the varying degrees of endurance. <laughs> you know, God's call to you in that, by the way, is to never give up. But no matter what happens to be going on in your circumstances, 
God is saying to you, I desire your restoration and I'm calling you to surrender to me. If you surrender to him, the result is life and peace. The result is living a life, not necessarily always at rest, free from all the requirements, responsibilities, and concerns of earthly life, but a life lived in purpose, fulfillment, joy, and peace. And a life full of love, a life overflowing with love. How do you do this practically? You know, how do you take this into regular life? You know, what do you, what do you do with this information? Number one, the the word of the day is surrender. Really, if you think about it, I mean, I'm talking about rest, but the word of the day is surrender. If you decide to surrender your life to God, become a disciple, become an apprentice of Jesus, choose to let Him take you under His wing, and learn from Him. Surrender the control of your life over to God, not necessarily to a priest or pastor or to some other more spiritual Christian or another spiritual person that's more spiritual than you. It's not about that. It's about, okay, if you decide to, to, to surrender to God, you may claim the promised answers that come to us in, in the scripture. This, the, the promised answer of rest and wisdom and peace and joy. How do you do that though? How do you, how do you take the next step? How do you put this into action? How do you overcome your fears? How do you follow Jesus into the unknown? How do you break free from addiction, from slavery, from sin, from toxic relationships? How do you bring this freedom and, and the glory of God into your everyday regular living and drudgery. There's so many ways, and we're, we're going to get into that, actually, in the, the series that we're starting soon uh, on the In Rest podcast with Noah James Weeb right here. But the word of the day is surrender. Surrender is something lived out in the blood and sweat of real life. What do you do with your decisions? What do you do with your life? What, do you, what are you doing with it? Where are you going What's the direction and the, the impact of your life right now from where you're sitting? And maybe you have no idea how to even answer that question. But the reason I ask is because surrender is a decision of my will. It's not an emotional decision. You might remember going to a, to an event and the speaker was very inspiring and, and the music was very moving. And you got to this point in which, hey, I want to do whatever God wants me to do with my life. And you raised your hand or you bowed the knee or you raised your hands in worship or you did something that made you feel like, hey, I'm surrendering my life to God. My life is my life is his now. I'm giving him access. You know, come into my heart, Lord, etc. Whatever the whatever language you used. But I would give you a new challenge. And the challenge is make a new mature decision of the will today. And maybe you've made that choice before, but surrender is an ongoing process. The whole thing about come to me is not just like, oh, well, come to Jesus once and that's it. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. Coming to Jesus is something that he, he has to remind us of all the time. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. I want, I want you around. I want you. You belong with me come close to me. So my challenge to you is to genuinely and authentically decide today that God is the one chief influencer of your life, the person who will lead you into the unknown, the person who will be your leader. If you decide to become a disciple, 
Surrender your life to God. Let him be the master of your will and your thought life. It will result in rest and life and peace. Take a moment right now in your busy day, in your crazy life, and tell Jesus, Jesus, I give you my life again today. I give you everything in my life. I give you my thoughts. I give you my hopes and dreams. I give you everything I am. I give you everything I have. Come and be the master of my life. Surrender now. Choose to do his will now. Choose to surrender just whatever it is in your life right now that God is asking you to trust him. Choose to trust him. Do the trust fall. Well, thank you so much for joining me for the In Rest podcast. There is going to be a lot more discussion around how we surrender to Jesus and the result that comes from being a surrendered disciple. What it, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and the fruit that that bears. If you want to continue with me in learning how to apply rest to our lives, how to be disciplined in seeking the Lord while he may be found, in spending time with Jesus and walking with him and hearing his voice, I'd encourage you, join me for this podcast. If you would like to follow me on socials, I have Facebook, I have Instagram, Twitter as well. You can also find me on YouTube. If you just search the InRest channel, I have a YouTube channel right there. If you're watching this on YouTube, that's super cool. Awesome. So if you want to subscribe to me, subscribe to me on every imaginable platform. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> um, but uh, as for right now, God bless you. Thank you again so much for joining me and may the Lord give you peace this day as you seek him in surrender and in rest. <laughs>